All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1 nothing. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you five dollars off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z E P H Y R Epic. Check them out on all platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all the social medias. Zephyr Epic has got you covered for all of your trading card needs. So be sure to go check them out, whether you're into sports cards, Pokemon cards. I know those are super hot right now. Uh, go check those out. I actually saw some Pokemon cards at Costco today. And maybe we'll talk about the Costco trip hey. a little bit there, but we've got a lot to get to. So be sure to check out Zephyr Epic. Free shipping Canada-wide on any order over 50 my name is Dave Woodrilli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer, as always, is Alex Allard. And we are here. Big show today, Chris. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Zephyr Epic. Elias Pettersson is going to join us in this show. Not the Elias Pettersson you were thinking of, folks. The Elias Pettersson who signed yesterday a three-year entry-level contract with the Vancouver Canucks. The defenseman will join us uh, in about 10, 10 to 15 minutes' time. Uh, but first, as I said, my name is Dave Woodrilli. Joined, as always, by the man who built the place, doing his best impression of a WestJet pilot, Chris Faber. Chris, how's it going today? Good. You hit about eight eagles on the way in here, by the way. But, um, yeah, what do you mean? The, other, the This is the Patterson. This is the guy who's in the news. Elias Patterson. he's in the news. He just signed his contract yesterday. He's on the show today. I don't know what you're talking about with this, uh, you know, DPD hate over there. I, there's no hate. There's no okay. hate coming from me. Come on. There's I no felt a little bit. Here. I, felt uh, a little I got bit my Oakland A's hat on. Soon to be the Las Vegas Athletics. I have my uh, Vegas A's hat on. And uh, shout out Lachlan Irvin. Lachlan went to California and he, he brought back hats for both you and I oh. about a year ago, right? And uh, this this beauty hat here. I think you got a San Fran one, San Francisco Giants. I picked up the beautiful little bright yellow hat. Decided I was wearing it about five minutes before the show started, which is why I'm wearing a red shirt with it. But uh, yeah. Supporting the A's uh, when they're about to move to Vegas. Hey, here's the thing about a ball cap. You can't find a better ball cap than one from the actual stadium. It's the best place to get a ball pa- ball cap. I got mine. I, I wish I knew that we were wearing these. I would have thrown it on there. They're probably only like 6 bucks when you're at the arena too, or the stadium. They're cheaper there. That's where you got to get them. Uh, but yeah, Pedersen's going to join us here at uh, at one fifteen. So about 10 minutes time. So we're excited for that. Good chat yeah. with him. He had a good year. Uh, he did. Absolutely. And we're going to talk Abbotsford playoffs. We both watched the playoff game, so it's not just going to be you talking Abbotsford. But quickly, I want to get this in. We had some breaking news about 20 minutes before the show started. And Chris, I did a little bit of reporting. I did that reporting thing. Uh, So somewhat breaking news. Vancouver Canucks announced they have parted ways with power play coach, assistant coach on Rick Tockett's bench, Jason King. Before I, I speak more about this, Jason King lasted through Travis Green's tenure. And Bruce Boudreaux. He he went through two firings. Three different head coaches Jason King had uh, when he was an assistant coach with the Canucks. He's the only guy to last that long uh, with the team through these firings of the coaching staff. So uh, general manager Patrick Alvin making the announcement today that the club has parted ways uh, with Jason King. Jason King will not be returning to the team for the 2023-24 season. I reached out, uh, was told by a Canucks spokesperson, spokesperson excuse me, that uh, there would be no replacement coming for Jason King. Uh, no clue what the roles are just yet. Who's going to take over the power play duties? We don't know just yet. But there was obviously that report yesterday out of Russia uh, that Mike Yo was leaving the Canucks staff and that, I'm going to get this right, Ilya Vorobyov, 
uh, would be hired in his place. That was what the Russian site said. Uh, they noted that he crossed paths with Andrei Kuzmenko and Vasilipod Kolzin uh, when they were in Ska in St. Petersburg. But it does not sound like that's going to be the case. Uh, sounds like it's just going to be... Uh, Sounds like it's just going to be uh, the current staff with Mike Yo, Adam Foote, and Sergey Gonchar. Yeah, good relationship with uh, Gonchar out there as well. He coached him. Uh, another name there at the uh, tail end of Gonchar's career. But, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised very much to see uh, Jason King on the outside looking. And, hey, he made it pretty far. He made it pretty far. Uh, as you mentioned, three head coaches went through, and he was able to at least get time with each of them. So, uh, too bad. I think, uh, you know, Jason King's a guy that I see all the time around town here, around this area. Uh, walking around I know he really likes Vancouver uh, but we'll have to see what happens if he's going uh, to coach in the NCAA or what he's going to do here moving forward Uh, so we'll see I think he's done a you know good for him for for hanging on this long in the NHL that was pretty random why did you throw that out was that a little dolly wall throw out what what makes you bring up the NCAA I feel like Don Taylor right now why did you bring up the NCAA no I don't know anything I don't know anything (laughs) but hey come back to this video in in, uh, two months Two months, come back to this video, and you'll see. That's all I'll say. Hey, you know who I, uh, completely unrelated, uh, took the elevator down with Rick Tockett last night as well. I uh, had an elevator ride with uh, with Rick. Had a good chat. Really good chat. He was uh, he was very nice. Uh, away from the rink, you know, get away from some hockey stuff. He he actually kind of, like, asked how I got into doing my job and what makes you like it and stuff. It was a good, good little chat and the conversation there. And then uh, he was off. Uh, Jim Rutherford was there. Uh, Francesco Aquilino there outside. Everybody's outside. I live at Rogers Arena. They're all around here, uh, and we saw him yesterday. Saw Aquilini and uh, Rutherford carpool out there last night. Talk it. Not in the same car. Read into that what you want. Well, I don't I don't think Rick Tockett's a backseat guy. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. I think that's the beginning and end of that conversation is Rick Tockett doesn't sit in a backseat. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, had a really good chat with him, um, and it was nice for the outdoor Canucks out there to, uh, to see. I had to carpool with Drance. That was a that was I'll tell you what. Durant's got a nice little car. I'll say that. Nice car. Real smooth ride. Um won't get into uh the, the ride though. Uh let's talk about the Abbotsford Canucks playoff game. And by the way, I gotta get this out of the way off the top. Yes, I'm drinking a root beer float, okay? I just want to get it out of the way. I'm drinking a root beer float. I got no energy drinks in the house. This is a natural energy drink, uh root beer float. Let's get to the Abbotsford game. I think the biggest shocker of the Abbotsford Canucks. Wasn't the 3-0 victory, which they ended up getting last night in their first AHL playoff game out there. To me, it was actually the goaltender who ends up pitching a shutout was not Archer Seelovs. It was Spencer Martin who got the start. He made 21 saves. The Abbotsford Canucks won 3-0. Not like Martin was extremely... He didn't have to deal with a lot against him. There weren't a ton of consistent scoring chances coming back his way, but he was he was good when he had to be, and he ends up getting the shutout for them. Made uh, Jeremy Carlton's decision look really good with Spencer Martin picking up uh, the three nothing win and backstopping the Abbotsford Canucks two that way. They went with the veteran. They didn't go with the young guy. They had the option to go with both. Like both guys had a serious option. I thought it was going to be Seelovs the way the deployment happened last week and heading into the playoffs. This guy was named their MVP on Saturday. He was named their MVP. And he wasn't in for game one. So that was the biggest shocker to me. But listen, Colleton played his cards right. They end up getting a 3-0 win and a shutout for C- for uh, for Martin. I wrote it in the article when I wrote about the things you should know about the Savitzard series. Turns out it was not an arty party, unfortunately, as much as we love a good arty party. It was actually a Marty party. What do you think? I know you watched this game too, Quads. Good good performance, but uh, start with the goaltending there from Spencer Martin. 
I and this is going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think I want to start with the goaltending because I think as soon as you do, it moves to what a defensive performance mm-hmm. from the team in front of him, right? Like you know, Bakersfield obviously only gets off twenty-one shots last night. Do you think like? And I know natural statistics not really available for AHL games, but if you were keeping a tab of the amount of high danger chances that Martin faced in that game, you have to think it's pretty low, right? Like. And I mean, it, it goes without saying that obviously it wasn't as big of a test as playing at the NHL level, but the team defense that was being played in front of Spencer Martin last night, night and day between what he was getting in Vancouver, right? And look, like, obviously I'm upfront about it. I, I didn't watch every Abbotsford game this year like you did, but I didn't realize they played de- team defense the way they did. And I, I heard a lot about Jeremy Colleton's got them playing really well. You know, he's got guys like Klimovich playing a 200 foot game. I was just watching that game and I was stunned at the defensive structure that we were seeing still AHL level. I understand AHL hockey. Uh, it, it was it was definitely a little bit uh, broken play after broken play in the first period oh. for sure. But the team defense that yeah, the first period was awful. Oh. But the team defense that Abbotsford played with in front of Spencer Martin, I think someone in the chat even said, yeah, Canucks need right handed defenseman in the YouTube live chat said it didn't matter who was in net. That defense is legit. And hey, I don't know if they're talking about the defensive pairings themselves, but look at Jet Wu. Jet Wu, all of a sudden, going from, you know, somebody that maybe wasn't going to get a qualifying offer this summer to now being a legitimate option as a depth option, right? Like, you have to think that Jet Wu is putting himself in the conversation to be in the call-up conversation with those guys like Christian Willen and like Noah Juleson, um, you know, being those depth options for the team, right? You have to think that Jet Wu's at least put himself in that conversation and that at the very least, he's going to get a qualifying offer from the Vancouver Canucks this offseason. So I, I'm not going to keep rambling on. Well, there's a lot to get to with that game. But to answer your question, yes, I thought the goaltending was great. I was just very surprised by the team defense in front of him. Um, you, you like to see for Martin, and I'll, I'll get a little technical with the goaltending stuff here. You like to see him going back to basics kind of, and he's not really changed anything from when he was at the NHL level and he was struggling because I know a lot of people are going to be wondering about that right is well he sucked at the nhl level toward the end 10 straight losses blah 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 save percentage never above 900 and any of those last 10 starts um you know he must have made huge changes to his game and all it came down to was no he just needed to get his confidence back and that's why they sent him down i've said it so many times on this show before so apologies to people who are regular listeners but spencer martin they weren't giving up on spencer martin when they sent him down they were sending him down so that he could rebuild his confidence and you know rebuild his game and all that took was him just getting back to basics and doing you know the things that he's done in the past that have made him successful uh, since coming to the canucks organization and working with ian clark and you saw the movement you saw a lot of different different things from Spencer Martin that you really liked last night, especially the defense in front of him. Yeah, and listen, the AHL is a developmental league, and they decided to go with the veteran in Spencer Martin above the young guy in Archer Seelaws, but here's the thing that you have to look at. For development, if you're developing a backup for next season, listen, we love Archer Seelaws. We think he's a very good prospect, but if you're talking about a backup at the NHL level, there's still development that you can have in Spencer Martin's game. And I think that's the way that they're probably looking at this playoff run is he played really well in the AHL. I think once he got his confidence back and and kind of got mentally just settled, just settled in nice and can go back and just play goalie instead of worrying about everything. Spencer Martin was really good and he was good last night. Obviously you pick up a shutout, you have a good game, perfect game as a goaltender, but even he talked about it after. Yeah, the defense was incredible in front of them. But I look at this as 
yeah, they're maybe not developing the young guy with the priority here, but they're developing a backup goaltender in Spencer Martin. That's the way they're looking at it. So no, no matter the case, you are developing. You're just developing an older guy in this situation. That's what it kind of feels like with Spencer Martin. I still think he's the front runner. I'll say it probably all off season long. I think he's the front runner to be the backup for Thatcher Demko next year because he didn't really get to see what that role was like last year. This past season, he was not a typical backup to a star goaltender. Like I think the situation they wanted to play out as with Thatcher Demko there. We'll be curious to see him get another go next year and what they do because this this still could be addressed in the offseason. They still could address this with a, a a little bit more of like a veteran guy who's been around. I understand that, but I just don't think they, they have the money to be able to spend there. It's not a spot they can spend any money on. Spencer Martin doesn't cost a lot of money, so that's why I think he's going to be their backup, and they're going to try and get this last little bit here, this HL playoffs, and let him ride. But I also don't think Spencer Martin is your guy from game one to the Calder Cup final. If he slips at all, that net is going to Archer Seelovs, your team MVP. You are very content if you have to go to a goaltender that it's spent, that it's going to be Archer Seals. Because Spencer Martin, he took a big hit last night in that game too. He got run over in the crease at one point. I think a lot, I was looking at it like, wow, this is quite the storyline if, if Seelovs has to come in in this way. But it's also quite the storyline if Martin doesn't play well, Seelovs comes in and he steals the show because that's a very possible outcome as well. So a lot of talking points just in the in the crease for the Abbotsford Canucks right now. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't want to get into it too much, but I've always been someone that when it comes to changing up your goaltender in the playoffs, I don't like that. I, I don't really like switching, especially you know with Martin. It'd be a champagne problem is kind of the way you're talking about it, right? Where if he slips up at all, you can go to Seelovs. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I got to yeah. be honest. I, I And hey, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of the Artie party, right? Like I love a good Artie party, mm-hmm. but switching up goaltenders in the playoffs, the deeper in the playoffs you get, the the riskier I think that becomes. If they give, then it's hard because he just got a shutout, right? But if they give Seelovs the start tomorrow, I wouldn't really be surprised. I, like, would you? Would you be surprised yeah. to see them go right back to Seelovs? Also, Brandon Astle, who said his name about nine times in the broadcast last yep. night with a distinct T sound in there. Brandon Astle, unlike how you say it, uh, Brandon Astle a few times, I think, mentioned um that they might be switching back, and he wouldn't be surprised to see it either. Brandon Assel, he's on the show tomorrow. He's coming on tomorrow with me and Harm. I don't know what you're talking about. He's uh, does a really good job over there. And I heard uh, I, was the pl- the play by play was on 650 last night. I heard good for them. Jeez, good for 650. Pick that up. Jeez, that's not that can't be that hard. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, good for them. Um, all right, we're gonna be joined by Elias Pettersson in just a moment here. Uh, but first. One more thing I want to get to from that game, and you asked the question there. I would now, and it's a crazy situation with the goaltending, I would be more surprised now to see them go back to Seelovs. Like, at this point. I'd be I'd be more surprised if they went back to him on Friday. I think they're going with Spencer Martin, especially off of a shutout, like you said. Like, they, I would be more surprised than I was seeing Spencer come out yesterday. Yeah, I... I think so. I, th- I think we could see it. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. But also, goalie just gets a shutout. Wouldn't be surprised to see Martin either. So I don't think there's anything that they could do with the goaltending that would make you go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they just did that. This is unbelievable." So uh, we're both going out. We'll be there. I- I'll be there with you. Yeah. I think uh, on Friday. But for now, let's get to it. Uh, brought to you by Zephyr Epic, Elias Pedersen. Very pleased to be joined now by the newly signed. Vancouver Connects Prospect. Elias, how are you feeling today? 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm feeling really good and really glad and happy about the contract, so... So excited. Leah's got to ask, I mean, does it feel like a dream come true when you're signing that contract to an NHL team? That must be a pretty awesome feeling for you. Yeah. When my agent told me that Vancouver has gave us an offer, I was, I was a little bit shocked and just so happy. Well, I want to ask about this season because a lot of us saw you go into the SHL and we were shocked with some of the minutes you were playing. You had a lot of minutes in the SHL. Talk us through how the season went from start to finish. It looked like you kind of you had to earn ice time, and you did a good job when you got that ice time. Yeah, it was a pretty slow start from my from my side. I didn't play as much as I wanted. I was the seventh team man in the first ten games, and then before the junior world championship. I get like 15 games where I played like 10 and fi- between 10 and 15 minutes per game. So that was a that was a, some huge game for me. It boosted my confidence, and yeah, I take that games with me for the next season and trying to build from what I, what my confidence were in those games and trying to do that next season. So yeah. And you were obviously a big part of that World Juniors team. What do you attribute your success to the most this season? I think my my hard work every day. Uh, trying to give 100% every day and trying to be as focused as much uh, when I'm in the 
arena and every game and every training. So, yeah. Now, Elias, you got a chance to play at the World Juniors. You mentioned it. You're going to get a chance to play again next year. How excited are you for that? I mean, now that you've seen what it's like, I'm sure you're excited to get back and be a year older now at that tournament. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, If Magnus won't have me on the team, I think we will have a really good team uh, in this in this tournament, so I'm really excited. And you talked about working on your game and your work ethic. From what we've seen, you like to be a you know a pretty tough guy. You like to throw the hits around a little bit. How much do you enjoy being physical in the game of hockey? I think that is one of my biggest strengths. Uh, as I said to you before, I, I'm not searching for the hits, but when they come, I'm trying to to be as tough as I as I can and. Yeah, trying to play as physical as much as I can. And I'm sure you can do that in the J20 league, but when you get to the SHL, you're facing men. What do you think? Like, what is it like when a 35-year-old guy is getting crushed by an 18-year-old? Yeah, I think it's a big difference between the G20 and the SHL, but uh, the coaches said to me that that is what I need to bring when I'm, you know, when I'm playing and that is a big, that is what I can do out there to help the team trying to be as physical as I can and trying to, trying to, you know, help the team in that way. Elias, what's the plan for you next year? Do you know where you're going to play? And also, are you goal oriented at all? Like, do you have any goals? Like, do you want to play AHL games at some point next year? What's your goal for next year? Oh, uh, my, I, I'm going to stay here in Arbro in the SHL and trying to make it into the top six defensemen here and trying to, trying to be a defenseman that plays every game, trying to be on the team every game and, you know, be a, be a guy that doesn't, doesn't play like two minutes every game and yeah trying to fight for the top six spot i guess as you're making that fight for a top six spot you got to watch the playoffs you didn't play a ton uh, over these playoffs here but how much did you learn from just the experience of the playoffs i learned really much the, i had a good conversation with the coach too and he said to me that i you know it's a it's good to look sometime uh, even though i didn't play as much so he said to me that I needed to look really much how they're acting out there the the big boys I have to imagine that kind of since you got drafted it's been a, a crazy year you flew to Vancouver you're back in the SHL you were back here for the World Juniors uh, we saw you and Jonathan LeCaramacki both go through similar things seemed like you had a, a pretty smooth sailing the whole way how much just how looking back at the last year how much fun has the last year been for you? Is it the best year of your life? Yeah, I think so. It must be the first it was. Yeah, I think it's my best year so far. And how? And I guess just so traveling fun. to the World Juniors and stuff, coming here to Canada, that was exciting. But this year, back in Sweden, how much fun is that going to be that you can have friends and family come watch? I have to think that Sweden probably wants to go for gold at the World Juniors this year. Yeah, of course. It's it's going to be a really fun tournament with the family. Uh, 
family and the you know grandma grandpa that didn't watch so many games yeah so yeah i think it will be really fun Elias, who are some of your favorite players to watch in the NHL right now? Who are some guys that you watch and you're thinking, wow, this is it's just fun to watch this guy play? I think I think in the I haven't watched so many games because I'm sleeping <laughs> when the games are, but I'm I really like Eric Carlson. Mm. You know, I think he has had a hell of a season. Um yeah. And He's you've so you've worked with Mikhail Samuelson out there uh, in Sweden. What's it like to have an NHL guy like that to help you with your development? Hey, it's it's really good. Uh, you know, we talk really much. He's he's in the arena and watching the games, and we talk after the games and how I feel and what what he can bring to me that I can develop. And yeah, he's he's a really good guy to have around me and we i asked you this uh when we spoke a couple months ago but we got to do it here on the show lots of nicknames for you you're the second elias patterson in the canucks organization ep2 dpd repeaty what's your favorite nickname that you've seen out there i think dpd is the best hey i agree with you i agree with you absolutely um and i guess like (laughs) the moment we've talked about this it's kind of fun to have the same name and I know I think you joked about it at the draft when you were drafted that he's your that Elias Pettersson is your favorite NHL player. Uh, so he was cheering for you at the World Juniors, which was good news as well. And I'm sure he'll be doing it for you again uh, this year with Sweden. So we're excited to see what you do at development camp this year. You got a big SHL season coming up yeah. in World Juniors. Elias, yeah. we wish you lots of good luck for this next year. You got a big year ahead of you. All the best. Thank you so much. Absolutely. There he is, Elias Pettersson. Left shot defenseman from Aura, bro. Playing for them in the SHL. And like I said, hey, that World Juniors off in Sweden this year with, you know, LeCaramacki coming back, with Pedersen there coming back, Sweden's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, at this World Juniors. And when they host, it means a huge deal uh, for, for Sweden to be able to host this World Juniors and get an opportunity to, you know, win gold on home ice. That would be massive. So you, you're going to bet that that Sweden team is going to come ready to play next year. Absolutely. And apologies to anybody in the YouTube live chat. I put in there, I said, any questions for Elias? And then you had a bunch ready to go. So you just kept firing them off. I was going to do a listener question. Uh, So I want to ask you this because we were a little late when this one came in. It was uh, a little bit too late. I'll ask you because you've watched him a lot more than I have. Who do you see as an NHL comparable for him? Because we were going to ask him that uh, from a few listeners, actually. Um, But who do you see as an NHL comparable for Elias Patterson? I mean, it's hard to, like, comparables is an interesting thing that I don't really love doing um, because it's like he's not going to become this guy. But comparables in my eyes is, okay, he plays a similar style to this player, right? Maybe does a lot of things different at different levels. I'm not saying he's going to be this type of player or he's going to be at this caliber of player. I don't think he will because I think Matias Olin was a very good defenseman when he was in the NHL. And you get a lot of similar vibes of, He's tough, but not almost kind of like rash with it. Like he is, he's able to kind of contain his uh, his physicality and not let it get the best of him. But he hits hard. Like he hits really hard when he hits. Uh, he's been able to get his, his shots kind of developed as the year's gone on. And I'll be curious to see. I really do think he will be one of these top six defensemen for Orbro next year. It'll be good for him to play a lot of minutes. He played a lot of minutes when he was uh, going into the World Juniors this year. That was good to see. 
But the playoffs, right? I think that's going to be something that motivates him. He didn't play in the playoffs. He had a couple games with a couple of minutes and, you know, was on the, was on the bench sometimes for the entire game. He was the seventh defenseman uh, and didn't get a shift. So that's unfortunate. I, I think that's going to help him be motivated. He's going to be back here for development camp. Then he'll be back in the SHL, get his season going. Then he'll have a little break off to the world juniors. Big year, man. Big year for Elias Patterson. And, and honestly, you can say a similar thing about Jonathan LeCaramacchi, right? They're in the same boat. Uh, we'll try and get uh, LeCaramacchi on after his house Fenskin run. Uh, but uh, I'll talk about him later on in the show. We'll uh, we'll move back to the AHL stuff. Anything else you want to add? With with by the way, hey, which what's my favorite nickname? DPD. What's uh, Elias Pedersen's favorite nickname? DPD. So anybody else in the comments here? EP two, EP forty two, repeaty. It's out the window now. DPD all the way. Okay. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say is I really do like the idea of getting listener questions as well. We got to yeah, take advantage that's of the my fact bad. that we have the live chat here. I think, no, no, it's okay. I, I'm just saying for next time, you know, we have a lot of regular listeners. We have a lot of people that just listen on the podcast. Come to the live show, folks. Mm. Uh, if we have a guest and you know we have a guest, get your questions in beforehand. Like, we'll start doing that. We'll start asking uh, listener questions instead of just teasing it like we did. Get your uh, questions today. in okay, tomorrow. We got something. Brandon Assel on the show tomorrow. There we go. Play-by-play voice of the Abbotsford Canucks. He's joining Harm and I uh, tomorrow, one fifteen. Get your questions in there. Okay. AHL. I'll go back to uh, it Abbotsford. Here. Yeah, let's, let's get back to it. Um, I want to show some of the goals. Let's just roll through them. Uh, we'll start here with the Niels Huglander goal off the top. I tell you what. He was dominant. He scored the first goal of the AHL playoffs for the Abbotsford Canucks on home ice. Huglander, you saw this last night, Quads. The best player on the ice. Uh, and as we can see on this one here, chips it past, uses his speed plus his skill, then a little bit of physicality at the end as he pushes a guy off of him. And here's the most important thing of the whole goal. Drives to the net. Drives to the net on the goal. And that is something you need to see from Neil Sugliner. If he's going to be successful at the next level, he's got to be able to drive to the net. And that's what he did to close out on this goal here. Uh, and he lid things off. What do you think about Huglander last night? You think Rick Tockett liked that performance, Chris? He was You've there. got all the NHL staff. Exactly. You've got all the NHL staff in person watching you. What a what a performance. What an impression that Nils Huglander must have left on them. And folks, if you haven't seen the goal that's flashing on the screen right now, and obviously I'm talking to the podcast listeners, go watch it. Like, go find this Nils Huglander goal. It's in the Canucks Army recap that uh, Cody Sievertson did for us. You can find this goal. You should watch it. Like you said, Chris, chips the puck pass and then has the physicality and stays on a line to the net. Now, this goal was given to Max Sasson, who had a uh, two-goal performance, it looked like, but it was later uh, attributed once again to Huglander. And you like to see him rewarded for his hard work. Yeah. Obviously, look, this is a guy that didn't think he was going to be in the AHL, and he's really run with the opportunity that he's gotten down there. And look, you hope that he's becoming that complete player that the Canucks really need him to be, right? Like, look, we talk about North-South so much. There's a North-South goal, the one he just scored, yep. right? And that's what I mean with the um, with the coaching staff in there and, and Rick Tockett getting to see that. That's a really good impression. I thought Niels Huglander played a really solid 200-foot game. And like I said, I haven't watched every Abbotsford game. I don't. I didn't really know how he's progressing. I don't know if it's as dramatic as this, but Niels Huglander does look like a different player than yeah. the one I saw. Even that goal, the way he follows it up himself and goes to the net, you wouldn't really see that before. Like under, under Travis, under Bruce, right? You just didn't really see that from Huglander. It was kind of a... I'm not trying to call him soft or anything, but... 
it was kind of a I don't want to use the word puck watching. Outside, the wrong he, was, term, he was on the outside, you know I mean? not on the inside. Yeah, yeah, he would get the puck into the slot, but then he would be nowhere near the slot after that, right? He he isn't following pucks up the way he was there. He isn't initiating contact to try to create plays in the offensive zone. You just didn't see that before from Niels Huglander. So I I was very impressed with him last night. His two hundred foot game, everything, very impressed with Niels Huglander last night. Yeah, they were the best line on the ice. Niels Huglander was the best player on the ice. But that, like I mentioned, that line was very good. Let's get to this Max Sasson goal, which was started by a tremendous saucer pass from Niels Huglander. First things first, Christian Wolanin ends up wheeling behind his own net, gets up ice, and then you see a great play from Max Sasson here to keep the puck in the offensive zone as he has to pretty much dive back here for the puck. Push it back to this guy. They move it around in the beautiful passing play from Huglander. Saucers it across the ice to Kyle Rao, who puts it right back to the other side of the ice again. And Max Sasson said he didn't even look. He just fired that thing uh, right into the back of the net. And he was cut up pretty good yesterday uh, early on in the game and bounced back, had had a great game. That line was excellent. They were the best one for Abbotsford last night. And I'll tell you what, just Bakersfield just couldn't keep up. It felt like the rest of this game, the lines were pretty matched. They were pretty even, and it was it, it was kind of a stalemate. Then this line came through, and they won. They won big time on every single shift that they were on the ice for. I, I did want to bring something up before we get to the Rathbone goal, because a lot of the guys that I talk about a lot of and give a lot of praise to on this show for their good play, three of them didn't show up last night. Okay, Archdeep Baines, how much have I said positive about him throughout the season? I think he's been excellent this year. That might have been one of his... Probably one of his bottom three games of the year. Archie Baines, I didn't notice him at all last night. Uh, same thing with Atu Ratu and Danilo Klimovic. I didn't think either of them had great games from what their potential can bring. Like, I, I didn't think they were bad. I didn't think they were very bad. I just felt like they were stuck in a stalemate with the lines that they were playing up against. And that's playoff hockey. You kind of need to emerge your game and evolve it to a next level to be able to win those matchups. And that's a line that's playing together. That Baines, Ratu, Klimovic line, that's a line I'm excited about. I like when they come over the boards. I want to see them succeed. Didn't really have it last night, so I'm curious if they if they go away from that line or if they stick with it, because I, I would like to see it stick together. I'd like to see that line get another go, because Baines is one of the better playmakers on this team. You want to see Ratu and Klimovic get the opportunity to finish. Baines is a perfect winger for that. I hope they don't go away from that line just because they had a, a down night. I thought Klimovic's... The two-way game was fine. Like I, I think it was good, actually. It was it was one of his better games for forechecking and being in the right spot and just kind of fitting into the structure of the team. Didn't really do well in his strengths, though. He didn't, you know, he didn't walk anybody at the blue line. Didn't really get any shots off. I thought it was a slow, a quieter game for that line. But that's the line I want to see more of uh, tonight. Did you see the same? Like you, you hear me talk about these three a lot and say a lot of positive things. I don't know if you can say a ton of positivity about them last night. Uh, they were definitely not a trio that were on my radar, right? Like I wasn't going to really bring them up, to be honest with you. But uh, someone in the chat said, uh, Jesse Town said, what about a Raddy, Baines, and Pod Colson line? I really like that. Look, we're not expecting Pod Colson in this series, but I really like that idea. And look, that's not a knock on Klimovich. Like you said, 200-foot game looked fine last night. Like he looked completely fine to me and i know the improvements and the strides he's taken this year uh klimovich looked absolutely fine i know we're not expecting pod colson in this series but uh you wonder if they're going to go away from the line and what it's going to look like uh when they do also quickly want to get this in so sleep pod colson gonna be a dad they're uh expecting him and his wife uh sasha are uh expecting a child so 
Uh, congrats to the Pod Colsons. Do we have an update? Do you know when he's coming back? Like, do you have any idea when he's going to be recovered and back in the lineup? He is no longer week to week. I'm told he is day to day for Pod Colson. They they still got to send him down just as like a paper thing. Uh, they can get him right into the lineup at that point. Let's. Uh, I want to get to a couple comments here. Uh, Canucks need right hand. He says, "I love Clem. He hits too. He's not scared. Yeah, hey, physicality is there with Klimovich for sure." Uh, and Karan says, "Think this management can build a good farm system." But that's a first. That's the first step. I didn't. Maybe I didn't read that right. You got to retype that. Uh, but uh, either way, yeah, farm system was good. There was a lot of support out there yesterday for the team. I thought they were good. Let's get to this last goal here. Friend of the show, Jack Rathbone, good kid. Yeah, he set up Max Hassan early on in the game to get absolutely crushed and to have a bloody nose. But he said he's buying him dinner for it. That's a good hockey trade off. Uh, Jack Rathbone scored on the power play last night. He ended up uh, so they're playing two defensemen. On the first power play. Christian Willannon, you can't really not play Willannon on your power play. And he's a leading scorer for defensemen this year. Jack Rathbone playing on the right half wall. A spot that he very much enjoys when I asked him about in postgame. Loves it over there. And we can normally see the slap shot, the one-timer. He's just saying he's got to hit the net. And maybe he was thinking about that on this goal because he fires a wrist shot from the right half wall uh, to score his first goal of the playoffs. And nice to see him get going early because if he can find something, he might be able to impress some of those guys that are making the trip from Vancouver to Abbotsford as well and be able to find him some NHL minutes next season. Because I don't think he's in a point right now where he's shown enough to deserve a lot of NHL minutes with this Canucks team next year. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a strong game for him, too. And obviously you brought up the uh, the little suicide pass there to Big Game Max, as oh. Jack called him uh, post-game. I don't know if you had a clip of that, so my apologies if I stole your thunder there. But uh, Big Game Max, Rathbone referred to Max Sasson uh, after that game. But you brought it up. Yeah, there was the uh, little bit of a suicide pass to uh, to Sasson, and Rathbone was quick to jump to his defense yeah. uh, when he got laid out. But it was uh, it was it was a tough look for for Jack for sure. To, I did find it funny. That pass yeah, because Jack like goes in there to stick up for his teammate, but you could tell like he went in there. He ain't fighting anybody. <laughs> like he went in there and then he looked for Brady Keeper, who was like just about on his way in there. Uh, but good for Jack stepping up. I wanted to say this as we transition here to playoffs. Uh, on the ticker down there. Man, the atmosphere was incredible. Okay, the atmosphere in Abbotsford last night was incredible. It was so nice to watch playoff atmosphere live. I had such a good time watching this playoff atmosphere live. And nice touch from the outside Canucks, the towels. They put the towels on every seat. And I tell you, watch a video like this. I'm sorry for the people on, uh, on podcast. You're going to have to check this out on my Twitter or come back to the YouTube here. We're just showing a video of... Towels going nuts. The song in the background. Holiday is the goal song. But I tell you, man, I really missed a playoff atmosphere. And it was nice to see it in person. I was very happy about that. And it brought me to just thinking about the Vancouver Canucks. And I thought, man, these type of moments, this is what Vancouver Canucks fans deserve. You can cut this thing out. Let's get this thing out of here. Cutting into my talking here. But you need this from the Vancouver Canucks. Like, the fan base deserves this. The fan base out there in Abbotsford is getting the opportunity to get this right now, which is awesome. And they, they they showed extremely well. The towel's going on every goal. It was a pretty boring first period, like you mentioned there. It wasn't that fun. Uh, but it was a great scene there in Abbotsford by the end of it. So that was great. Uh, and I did want to say, just like experiencing playoff hockey in person, it, it, like it got me thinking about the Vancouver Canucks, obviously. And then I, I saw this quote from, from Connor McDavid last night. Can we get this up, Alex? What's going on here? Okay, it's still, it's still banging off in the background there. Uh, 
Connor McDavid talking about the playoff atmosphere. And it just got me thinking, like, man, I, I cannot wait for Elias Patterson or Quinn Hughes to be the guy being asked these type of questions when this team gets good one day. Because he, I, I just I thought that you can really hear just the love from a player for the city when things are going well. This can happen in Vancouver. This can happen for the Vancouver Canucks one day. But let's let's hear from Connor McDavid. I just thought he, he made a great great job of talking what the playoff atmosphere is like for not just a team or inside the rink, but for like the entire city when you get behind a team. You reward the fans tonight. Edmonton's alive when the Oilers win. Take a look at this shot. Uh, this is from the Moss Pit tonight. Uh, place is jam-packed. Uh, this will give you an idea of what the atmosphere is like outside the rink. Uh, what's your assessment of, of the atmosphere in Edmonton right now? Oh, it's special, you know. Um, you know, we, we've uh, had a few little runs here, and, and every time we're in the playoffs, it's always uh, it's always fun to be around the city. And obviously, the games are uh, are amazing, and you know, the atmosphere is uh, makes it fun and, and difficult for the other team. Which is obviously what we like. So um, now we head out on the road and uh, make them proud on the road. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate your time. Thanks. So it's it's like I was saying. It was just if you have a chance to get to Abbotsford, get yourself out there for a playoff game. You are going to feel. Listen, it's the minor league version of it, but you're going to feel that playoff atmosphere. It was it was awesome out there uh, in Abbotsford last night. I had a great time, and I know you'll have a good time on Friday, quads. You're going to pick up uh, Lully's dog. You're going to be laughing. By the way, let's wrap a couple th- couple of talking points from the playoffs here. The Oilers win. They won big. Big third period from them. They won 4-2 uh, in that game. Heading back to L.A. with a split. Anything to mention there, Quads? You're all, you're in, you know, you guys are, you're in the same, uh, same top of the building there with, uh, with all the Oily boys. You guys in your group chats that I'm not allowed into. The, the top dogs from, from uh, Nation Network. Me and Alex, we got our own group chat. Just me and him. It's not really a group chat. But you guys, you're, you're with the Oilers, folks. What's going on over here? But back to L.A. with a split. Well, I mean, you look at we've we've watched this series, right? Like, the Oilers have been dominant in I'd say like five of the six periods they've played, right? Maybe four of six. Let's go with that. Mm. I think they're going to win the series. Like, I think that's all it comes down to is the Oilers are going to win this series. It feels like L.A. is playing not to get scored on, which is kind of their style, the defense first kind of style of play. Uh, whereas the Oilers are just, you know. Like it just the Oilers are going to win this series. I think I thought that at the start, uh, I loved the hiccup in game one. It was very funny to go into, mm. as you said yesterday, our Tuesday morning meeting and all of our coworkers uh, look like they just got back from a funeral. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun, but I think the Oilers are going to take this series. The other one, uh, Boston, Florida, I got to say watching Boston lose while you're hearing John Shorthouse and John Garrett do a phenomenal job on the call together. This is look, this is your last chance to listen to that duo Canucks fans. I know it sucks. You got to watch the Boston Bruins, but Hey, uh, you got to see the Bruins lose yesterday. So hey. it's uh, always a good day when the Boston Bruins lose. I'll take that. And earlier on in the show, you mentioned you don't like goalie tandems for the playoffs. Um, neither do the Minnesota wild. Cause that did not work out well for them going back from Gustafson to, uh, uh, to, to flurry last night. They lost seven, three to Dallas. So that series is all tied up at one. Uh, and what do we got today? We got Toronto, uh, Toronto and Tampa. That's a big one, right? We're all watching that. That's that's the one for tonight, I guess. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll continue to chat about that. Harm and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about a few things in the NHL playoffs, but probably spend more time about the Vancouver Canucks. We haven't got uh, Harm's thoughts yet uh, on the you know end of season availability and this AHL playoff stuff. So it'll be a fun uh, episode with Harm. Let's get to a couple odds and ends. Jonathan Lecare Mackey. 
not playing today. They had like an extra day off here in the final, so they're going to play on Friday. I'll recap that game with Harm tomorrow. It should just be wrapping up about the time we're about to go live. So I might have to be at the last second for some clips. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Lakaramaki playing tomorrow uh, in his series. Tied 1-1 in the Alsvenskan final. So we'll follow that. Uh, and a couple of world championships here from Rick Dollywall. Uh, some updates. Ethan Bear to play for Canada at the World Championships, and Connor Garland to play for USA at the World Championships. You already, you already brought up the uh, Jason King thing. We'll see. We'll see where he goes. Probably the NCAA, but we'll see where he goes. Just the thought you had. Yeah, Just I mean, there's a lot of that you had. There's plenty of schools in the NCAA that would love a coach like Jason King. Maybe even like one that he like went to and played at. I bet they would love him there. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. I don't even know how to translate. I didn't say anything. I didn't uh, say. All I'm saying is, I, I I bet that they would love him. I bet they would love to have him back. As I bet coach. they would. I bet they have an opening too. That would be crazy. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, enough. We're we're done. We're done with this. All right. Uh, for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer uh, Alex Allard. My name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the oh, yeah. Conversation. Yeah, Major Eagle, Alex. Thank you. Holy cow. Stop moving that mic. Wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 